when you simplify your home and your life and your business, you'll literally create space for more good things. Like I'm adopting a kid from the foster system that I would not have adopted if I wasn't freed up. Sure. So when we, that's why I love simplicity. When you simplify, you're literally saying no to what doesn't matter so that you can say yes to what does. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. My darling, hello. I have such a spectacular interview coming your way. My dear and somewhat new friend, Ali Casaza, who is the host of The Purpose Show, um, an amazing podcast, is just full of so much wisdom and humor and soul. She tells the most revealing stories. There's a lot of conversation that we have around motherhood. She's the mother of four children. So all you moms out there, you're going to really love this. And for the rest of you entrepreneurs, she is a business mogul as well with her multiple seven-figure business. She tells us how she got her start and where she's at today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You're going to love this interview. Allie Casaza, I'm so thrilled you're here on the Divine Living Podcast today. This is such a treat for me because we are new friends and there's been so much that I've been wanting to ask you. We're in kind of a group mastermind together. And now I feel like this podcast is my perfect opportunity to dive in deep. So thanks for being here and sharing your light today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited for you launching this and getting to be a guest. This is so fun. Oh, good, good, good. So, uh, look, at you are a mother of four, you're a brilliant businesswoman, podcast host, author, the, like all the things, and I don't talk a lot about motherhood because A, I don't have kids, and B, I find that a lot of moms are like, well, Gina can do that because she doesn't have kids. So yeah. for all the moms out there, this one's for you because Allie has four, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and and, st- and a loving marriage and a beautiful life. And, and so I just want to start a little bit with your backstory mm-hmm. and let everyone know where you got started. Because when they hear about all your success and fame and all those things, I just think it's so important that we remember that every woman has a story. Yeah. And let's go back to, and you can pick whichever ones. I've heard glimpses of different ones. So I'll let you pick where you kind of got started and where did you begin this career of yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the idea itself of what I'm doing now, I mean, for those who don't know, what I do is I help women, specifically mothers, really just come in and kind of breathe fresh breath over their lives and simplify everything from home to schedule to business, like whatever they need, I can simplify anything. And I think it just doesn't need to be so complicated. It doesn't, motherhood doesn't have to be so hard. It really gets a bad rap. Just this overwhelm, drudgy, like, oh, I can't remember like the last time I got a manicure and I have lost myself to everything, everyone that I'm raising and and it's all about them and not about me. And, And it's kind of like this hot mess mom culture that 
is acceptable and expected. And it kind of creates this like faux camaraderie for women where it's like, oh, we're just like all like coffee till wine and then it's nine and just these stupid things that are like (laughs) so empty and baseless. And like, this is not abundant life. This is not what you're here for. And honestly, like God forbid that our kids grow up and look back and see that like that's how we were living and that they see that Mm -hmm. that's what becoming a parent, especially becoming a mother is. And so I really fought against that and got out of that in my own life and started sharing. Like I had like a hobby blog at the time and I started sharing there about over 10 years ago now. And so I had that for a while, but my family was, while we were simplified, we were really friggin' broke. I'm talking like my husband had a job, but it did not pay well. It was really a struggle. Kind of one of those large companies that's always dangling the carrot in front of their workers. And then the promotion comes and they hire out from the outside and bring someone in. So no one gets it. And they like to play that game. It was just very, very much a feeling of not being in control. I felt out of control because I was in a stay-at-home mom place in my life. And I didn't want to be that, but I didn't know like, but like what then? (laughs) Like, you know, going to Target and getting a job is like, that's not what I want to do. Like I want to live my life and enjoy my kids, but I don't feel like I have anything to offer. And that was, that was a lie, but that was how I was living. And so I just kind of had this little blog and we were in that place. And finally there was one day in January, 2016, when I had had enough of not being in control and not feeling like I was living on purpose. And I decided to find a way to turn my blog into a business and a lot of steps cut out for the sake of the story, but I started creating online courses and in 2016, like it was still kind of being pioneered. Like it was not like everyone has a course now, but it was, I was scared. Like, what is, what is this going to work? Like, will people understand it? Will they buy it? And within nine months, we had like broken through the wall and we're making really, really great sales. Seeing like the number $20,000 in my account was, and now I'd be like, it's time to freak out. But you know, then it was like, what is this life? It was, it was so new. I learned so much through that experience. And my husband quit his job way before we had money, but he quit and we went all in together and we just made this happen. And now here I am and, and we've, we have a multi seven figure business on, on lower cost courses that are, I mean, that shouldn't be making this kind of money and they are, and, and it's fun what I do and it's good. So yeah. Oh, such, such, such a great story. And, you know, I think that those of us that have so struggled financially and then got on the other side of it and can see just how like there's just opportunity after opportunity and abundance, abundance. And we're meant to go from glory to glory. It's just like, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, I can't wake women up enough, fast enough, yeah. and, and myself included for next levels also. But it's like, I know I felt like I was just robbed of all those years of my life that I was just stuck in the struggle and Mm -hmm. truly believed it, it wasn't possible. Truly Mm -hmm. believed that, I mean, I was going to hope that one day things would get better, but not, I didn't see how someone like me could make money. I see that. And that's exactly how I felt. It was like, I see the success stories and I see, 
I found this woman online that was making 70K months. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, how does that happen? And, and, but also at the same time, there was something in me, like there was no reason I did what I did other than I just had this crazy belief. Like I, it was calling me. Mm -hmm. Like I just had something in me, like a fire that wouldn't die, even though there was so much water being poured on it at that time in my life. And it was just like, I just kept going. And I think that that's purpose. You feel it pulling you forward and you can't sleep and it won't leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And so why not try? It could only get worse from where it was. (laughs) Might as well try to make it better. Well, I wonder if so much of that drive for you comes from your spiritual connection, because I mm-hmm. listen to your podcast and know what a what faith you that's really genuine for you, mm-hmm. and you want to talk about that and yeah, shows up in your life and business. Yeah, so I actually like I was raised at a very very religious, um, like a suppressive religious Christian school. And the way that fundamentalist Christianity, I didn't know that part that I did. I did. Yeah. And it, I mean, literally Gina, this school separated the boys and girls for family living and taught the men, the boys, how to balance checkbook and start a business. We taught the girls how to breastfeed and wake up in the middle of the night with a baby and still take care of the kids the next day. It was literally a a semester of lessons. And so I felt, even though that wasn't mirrored for me at home, I spent so much time there. Like that's kind of what I walked away with, even though I had a mom that kind of business. And, um, I felt lost and I had a, a stuck back of mind subconscious belief that I couldn't do anything. And so I had like, you know, as well as I do that you have to like <laughs> dig up all the stuck stuff. Mm-hmm. to get to change something that drastic. Um, and so I, I always skip over that part of my story, but it is the biggest part. All of those limiting beliefs, all of the lies I was told that I believed about who God is and what God wants for us. And that we don't just have these things in us that we have to put away. Like, this is my purpose. The vision that I had was the vision for that God has for my life. Mm-hmm. And that includes my kids but it also includes everything else. Like I, and I also realized like what a burden it is for children when they are their mother's entire world. Oh, and I don't want that for my kids. So really like, it's kind of like, I'm Allie. I also have children. I run a business. I am love my husband, but like, I'm fine without all of that. I am like who I am. Like when my kids grow up, it will be sad and weird, but I will be great. I'm not like, there's so many movies and shows and conversations around like women just being lost beyond everything because their kids like grew up and put boundaries in place. <laughs> and it's like, good for them. I'm, I'm good. So I think I really, the, my business was so good and so transformative for my family's lifestyle, but most of all, it helped me find myself and it helped me find who God is. And that's a big thing. It, it, it sure is. When you, when you find it for yourself, you know, growing up in a religious household or church or community, you know, there's so much group think and it's like, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. You're supposed to think this, not do that. And then there's, uh, at least for me, the 
really getting the individual relationship like came over time. So yeah, same. Yeah. I, I really get that. So I got a question for you on behalf of mothers around the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have kids. It wasn't, it wasn't my path. It wasn't my thing, but sure. understanding just what I know here. I babysat my brother's kids. Like one that he asked me to like, come and spend it like it was an afternoon and evening spend the night and then the next day and I was like yeah you know let's let's show up let's do that <laughs> okay so first of all it wasn't fair <laughs> yeah I'm having kids okay like uh, like within like uh they were like seven and under so yeah there was my kids there, there was an infant there was there so like I wake up there's like it, it was literally part of it. It was a shit show. Like yeah. there's like, you wake up and like, I, you need coffee when you wake up if you're me. And yes. all of a sudden there's like many diapers that needed change. And there was like wailing that was going on. And, and then, 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 then they wanted food and then they needed, and it was like, and then this kid had to go to that school and then this, the, the bus run. And I'm just like, what, like, how come, a mothers don't hire babysitters starting at 6 a.m. Like the morning was like, I don't even understand it. So then my question is coming up. So then you go and you do all this stuff for all these humans that lived inside your body. And, and mothers feel guilty for taking time to have a cup of tea or coffee for themselves or do something for themselves or or spend money on themselves, like it is a concept I don't understand. Help me. Same. (laughs) But because I'm in it and I come from it, I will say that it's what I was talking about at the beginning of our conversation. It's the, that typical hot mess mom culture paints this picture of the hero is she that has not even looked at herself in the mirror. It's she who doesn't have a gym membership because she's too busy taking care of the house and her kids. And, and also a lot of moms are working as well. So that's thrown in, like, it's just a lot and it is a lot, like it is a lot and you're allowed to say it's a lot and you're allowed to feel overwhelmed and it's allowed to be a shit show. Like we, it is, it's a lot, but because of that, get a manicure get out, take a weekend. Like you're talking about, they feel guilty even just having a hot cup of coffee. You're and you're so right. But you should see what happens when I'm like, well, what if you pushed it? Like, what if you went away for a Saturday by yourself? And, and let's also talk about how so many women say like, my husband's watching the kids. Like why? <laughs> like it's what? <laughs> he made them. <laughs> like, Get it? What is, what is wrong with everybody? It's insane. The society, the norms, the way things are spoken about for mothers is so out of whack. And I hate it so much. And I'm so passionate about tilting it on its head and asking the hard questions and, and ruffling feathers, honestly, because it shouldn't be this way. It's a patriarchal thing. And I'm done. We're done. Right. Great. And because it's crazy, because you don't have time, because you're like you said, changing the diapers and boiling potatoes at the same time. Like only a mom can wipe an ass and then like take a bite of steak and be fine. (laughs) Like it's, we're doing all the things. So, so you need respite. 
where are you pouring out of if you're not pouring and no one is pouring into you? And I, and like, I want women to leave this behind and get into a place where they are in touch with themselves. They know who they are. They are awake to themselves. They enjoy their relationship, their marriage, sex, money, um, indulging, like eating really good food that's hot and like let the kids get their own snack. Like they will be okay. Put the snacks down lower and say, go ahead and get a snack and take every godforsaken thing of the day off of your plate. Like there's just little, I mean, from mindset shifts to little practical strategies, like put the applesauce lower. It doesn't have to be this hard. Oh, preach it, sister, <laughs> preach it, sister. And then this whole money thing, like it seems obvious to me that if you're like, no, 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 no. I can't do what, what I want or advance my career or just take that for myself for, because of my kids. And I'm like, you're teaching your kids this, you know, this, right? Like, you know, I just, um, launched a program recently and the payment plan for the program is $289 a month. Okay. And I'm not talking one, I'm not talking a few dozen, like hundreds of women, I mean, hundreds of women signed up and hundreds of women were like, I could never spend $289 a month on me. My kids have private schools. My kids have, my kids. And I was just like, if your kids are going to private school, like somehow you could find the way to. Yeah. You have, you're living in a certain type of means and you're in a certain bracket where it's like, do not, do not say this. If you're in a different socioeconomic situation and you literally cannot like, well, that's why we all start free podcasts. Like I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. It's just in a different way, but do not come to me and say, I could just never do that. And, and the, my least favorite thing is I see this daily is when it's coming from a place of almost like martyrdom, like, right. Oh, I could never do that because I'm a good mom basically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, girl, you investing in yourself, you showing up for yourself, everything that our kids experience technically comes through the mom. Right. Think about your own childhood. Like everyone's childhood is kind of like the mom is always brought up in therapy. The mom is always like the one is she's the crux and it's not a burden. It's a power. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. It's, it's not so a burden, important. It's, it's not a burden. It is a power. And if you would realize that and own it and open up to it and invest in yourself with little things and the big things and follow your dreams and pursue your purpose, you are going to be such a better mom and you're going to make their childhood so much brighter because you were the one shining and everything they experience comes through you. Oh. So, I mean, they literally come through us and then their childhood comes through us. Mm. And I don't understand why this isn't sinking in for everyone I say it to. Like, there's women that are like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I, and they'll get like the $15 PDF that I have on Pinterest somewhere when it's nothing to do with like the program that's going to be the game changer. Right. That's $400. Like wake up, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's, it's sad. And so, yeah, it's, it's just this typical hot mess mom vibe that's got everyone believing that like, the hero is the one who is the martyr and she's just martyring her own self day in and day out. This is why I get these comments like, oh, you're always so dressed. Oh, you have the nicest furniture. Oh, how do your kids not ruin everything in your house? They're not the star of the show. 
you know, like it's, there's so much more. Like I show up for myself. I want to look and feel good. I'm a woman who has kids, not Mm -hmm. the kids are not everything, you know? Oh, so, so beautiful. One of my favorite clients said, make your kids the reason, not the excuse. And, and she's just one of those mothers who's thriving. She's not in any kind of draw. She's like literally like obsessed with motherhood and, and she has a business and she has a life and, and she's in her power. She's not letting any of it overtake her. So. Yeah. And my kids are the biggest drive for what I do outside of them. Like the time I spend away from them working on my business is they have inspired me they are the the reason I want to show them like my daughter. I only have one daughter at this point in time. And are you she, having more kids? We're adopting a little girl from the foster system right now. I did not know that Allie. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. And then we'll be finished. <laughs> then you'll be finished. A uh, boy or a girl, or do you get a to girl, a girl? So we have one girl and three boys right now, and we will have three boys and two girls when we're finished with this. But For now, my oldest is my only girl. And honestly, like, God forbid that she grow up thinking that motherhood is what everyone says about it. I want her to see, like, I always tell my husband, like, I want my kids to grow up and have an and perspective. Mm -hmm. You can be healthy and fit and vibrant and have four kids, five kids, more kids, one kid. You can choose to not have kids at all and you can have a career and you can enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. Like, and like, I don't want, I want to paint a picture of and for them. So not not those choices of, well, if I do this and that means I'm taking away from my kids. No, it doesn't. No, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. So what made you want to adopt a child from the foster care system? We started looking at it a few years ago and it was so heavy. The foster system is so broken and I live in California, so it's extra, extra broken. And we were so floored by it. We actually paused our process and we had to like, can we handle this? Can we take a kid from this? Like, this is bad. And like really do them a service. And I felt like the answer at that time, it was like three years ago was no, Um, because I was working a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't in that like queen ship that you talk about. I was just running myself into the ground and kind of liking it because I was in that hustle part of my business. And I was like on fire and energetic and like working all the things. So instead, like we shifted to really helping people who are adopting from the foster system themselves and like kind of took that passion and, and redirected it and put our own adoption on hold. And I hired people and I delegated and I like learned the art of delegation and automation in my life. And now I'm like, this is so, this is so easy. It's, it's almost too good to be true, but it's so good and not so true. And so I feel like I'm open. Like this is, this is what I'm always trying to say too, is like when you simplify your home and your life and your business, you literally create space for more good things. Like I'm adopting a kid from the foster system that I would not have adopted if I wasn't freed up. Sure. So when we, that's why I love simplicity. When you simplify, you're literally saying no to what doesn't matter so that you can say yes to what does. So yeah, it's been a long process, but here we are. Love that. Love that. And do you know what age or how does this even work? Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because you go in and they basically, it feels like 
weird to make these decisions because people that are adopting from the foster system typically like they have a heart to help but then you have to answer questions like well what if they have a twin well what if they have a baby sibling well what if they have a special needs what and you have to like you have to make decisions and say yes or no mm -hmm. to people and it's it's very weird and and hard because so you have to be ready for that but I really think like going back to spirituality like I know who she is and God has given me like this feeling, this knowing. I know she lives in our county. That's why we moved here. Because we just moved from Riverside County to San Diego County. And I know she's here. I can feel her. I felt closer to her when I moved here. I, can, I can't see her face, but I just know I'm going to know her when I see her. Mm -hmm. And I know she's three or four. So that's why we put on the form. So wow. you kind of have to walk in like hand in hand with God and just ask for help and guidance. And you can, I'll read the forms and I can feel it. If they ask me a question and I, and I think about it for a second and I just kind of channel that answer. Like, no, this is not for us. Like that's not our girl. So it's not like you're saying no to kids. It's that your child is already out there. Wow. Is this aligning with what you're feeling is her or him? Oh, I have such chills. Wow. 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 And so it's, it's like a application process and you don't know when it's going to happen. It's more like when you feel aligned with who it's right. Yeah. And it depends on the age. Like if you're going to adopt a baby, it's going to probably be a while. But if you're adopting like a toddler or an older kid, like we are, it's usually really fast because there's so many of them and, and not a lot of people are willing to do that. Wow. 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 And your kids are all on board with this? Yeah. They're actually the ones that kind of made it happen. Actually, they have said for so like, this is, I've actually never talked about this and I'm processing it right now. And like, this is weird. But it's so funny how God will use your kids sometimes to just talk to you and, and bring out what you already know, but you're not dealing with. My kids are actually the ones that would always say, like, because we had talked about adopting a few years ago, they continued to say, like, when are we going to get our sister? Like, oh, is our sister going to be here for Christmas? And I was kind of like, this is awkward. I don't really know what we're doing. Like, no, sorry. And they just kept bringing it up. And then my daughter was saying, like, mom, I just like always have dreams about my sister and I just can't wait till she gets here. And I just really want us to do this. And that was like before when we hadn't moved yet. And I had been thinking about it too. So my husband and I started talking more about it and you know, when something is right and it just kind of comes up on every date night, comes up every time when you're like getting ready for bed and just talking and it was just right. So the kids actually kind of spurred it on and they're really excited. My daughter has her sister's bed in her room and she made it all up with the sheets. And she put, she put on the door a sign that says Bella and blanks room. So it's like so sweet. Wow. So just things like that. It's like kids are so intuitive. Mm -hmm. Kids know, like they're so purpose driven and aligned. It's insane. Like we should look to them more. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, I will be holding your family in prayer. I mean, what a, it's such a testament to you and the life that you've created that with four kids and this thriving, successful business that you actually have the time and space to welcome in a, another little, little life that's just going to get loved up by you all. This is amazing. Yeah, amazing. I'm so excited. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's switch gears now for the the business side of you, Allie, because I know we've got a lot of entrepreneurs who are, are a lot of entrepreneurs listening, moms and otherwise. So your business model 
fascinates me. It's like the, the exact opposite of what mine historically has been. So, and I just love like shining a spotlight on all the different possibilities. Like there's so many ways to do life, motherhood, make money, have a successful business. So let's see, where do we want to take it back to? Do we want to take it back to the, the blogging and, and what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. Whatever, I mean, whatever would serve your listeners and I can answer anything you want. I'm an open book. Okay. Well, let, all right. There's a couple of things. Like I said, we're new friends. And so I've listened to, like, I've gotten to know you in our mastermind group, listen to some of your podcasts, but I don't know all your stories. Yeah. And, and so I want to start with what must have been the source of transforming your money story. And then we'll get into some tactical stuff, which I think will be fun. Mm -hmm. What is this tampon story I keep hearing about? <laughs> okay. So before the business, so I had my little hobby blog. My husband was working. I was a stay-at-home mom. And before, so before all of this, it was like really, really, really hard. We had some good seasons, but we were just at the mercy of the company my husband worked for. And whenever they cut hours, whenever they decided to cut overtime or like whatever the rules were, we were not in control. And so I actually had, I don't know if this is because of my personality type or what, but I would get like physical anxiety over the lack of control over money. I felt like, I mean, think about it. I had no being a woman, I think. Yeah. And I had no, I had no, it's not really true. I felt that I had no options. Mm -hmm. I felt that sure. if the, if the money isn't coming through the paycheck, like we're screwed mm -hmm. and they're in control of that. So I'm screwed and this is it. It was very limited and very like, very lack mentality. It was middle-class poverty mentality mm -hmm. at, its, at its worst. And so in that time, there was one day, well, there's a lot of days like this, but there was one day in particular where I remember I went to Target with the kids and I was going down my little list. And now I go to the store and I get what we need and I don't even look at the prices. And there's this abundance of overflow is my birthright and there's always enough. But then I had no friggin' idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so the, the Target shopping would go like, okay, here's the list of things that we're out of. But I would have a, like, a little star next to things that like, I had like one or two more so it could wait. And I would like go in and have my calculator and, and four kids. So I had a system with my kids where one was in the car, one was on me in the baby carrier and the other two were holding the sides of the car and they all knew the rules. Like you stay on the side of the car, you stay where you're, I had my whole system so that I could calculate and, and figure out and look at the bank account and okay, we have $17. So, and I would go like that. And so one time I was going to get my period like the next day and I was at the store with the kids, not feeling good, cramping, like just trying to get through this freaking list. And I had, we needed like toothpaste, bobby pins, diapers, wipes, and tampons. And I remember like everything else on the list was so needed and the kids needed diapers and formula for my new baby that wouldn't breastfeed and I had all this stupid guilt attached to all of it. And I, I, we didn't have enough. And the only thing that could give was the tampons, but that even really couldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I remember being at that point and thinking, praying, literally asking God if he would not bring me my period yet. So I didn't need to buy tampons. Oh, and, man. and that like, I'm going to cry. I'm so sorry. That is not, that is not a life. 
it's just not a life. And I remember being there with my babies and just feeling like, what is this place I'm in that I have to reject my feminine power, my cycle, because I don't have $6 to get tampons or even $1 to get the crappy little dollar store pads. I have not even enough. And I had these backup plans in my mind of what I'll do if my car declines, which it always did. Like it was, it was so bad girl. Later on, I got diagnosed with PTSD because I couldn't even go to Target and hear the little card out sound without my eye twitching and having a panic attack. Like it was so bad. But that day, just like that realization of this is not right. This is not right. I didn't, I don't want to live like this. I don't deserve this. Nobody does. That really woke me up to the powerlessness. And I didn't do anything about it then because I didn't know to, but I never forgot that. I never forgot that day. And now like, (laughs) it's so like silly and small, but even just having the choice now that like, I don't even use tampons because I'm not good for you. And being able to have the choice to go and get whatever version of period care that I want that is organic and feels good for my body and costs whatever it costs without even looking. Every time I order my stuff, I remember like, I just feel so powerful over the smallest thing because when you're in poverty you have that poverty mindset and everything is taking away from the tiny amount you have and thinking about creating more instead of cutting down what you need doesn't cross your mind because that's not what we're taught Um, so yeah that the tampon story is it was the start of me realizing that I can't do this anymore um, and it took a while for me to get to the solution but it was awful Allie, thank you so much for being so real and sharing this story from clearly the heart of your soul and for the heart that you have for not wanting, it's not just yourself, it's like like being so passionate about not wanting any woman to live in the lies. And I'm not getting into my, like my listeners have heard plenty of my own similar but different stories I think like we are literally living today to make sure that what we thought and believed in the scarcity and the fear that we lived in is like, we know now it's an option and it's a choice. And, but we didn't know that then. I I just thought this was happening to me and that there was powerless is the word that comes up of like how we felt like you just had to wait until some miracle of divine intervention, which we do believe in, but like this level of just surviving is not what any of us came here for. And no woman and no mother deserves that. And, and that's, you know, by grace, I think we've been gifted teachers and books and mentors and podcasts to step by step and quantum leap by quantum leap, like come to know that more is available and come to get great at receiving, including financial abundance, not just spiritual guidance. And let's take a look at some of this just amazing business you got going on today. I mean, should we talk about your challenges? Like, where should we go next? Like, when I heard the name of your, the title of your challenge alone is hysterical to me. Like, like a mother? (laughs) 
I know. And also, can we just say, like, I've signed a book deal with HarperCollins Christian Publishers, and that's the title of my book. And I love that they were just like, oh, totally. Of course, it has to be the title. It's amazing. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, that was the thing. Like, I, I love like, them. <laughs> when, when our mutual friend, Kathy Heller, was like, we're putting this podcast, oh, well, we got to have Allie, because I was in there, and she's like, and like, you and I didn't know each other at the time, and she's like, oh, yeah, she's got this cool challenge with Uncluttered Like a Mother, and I was like, that is hysterical. And then I didn't have any idea about, like, your Christian background until I started listening to your podcast. Yeah. And- like and now you got like a Christian book deal with that title that is amazing (laughs) yeah it's well it's just very me and everything that's the thing is like you just show up and you have fun and you be yourself and you talk the way you want to talk and just show up and people that are right for you people that need you will find you and then you can do fun things with them like challenges and courses and and a podcast and they're just Mm -hmm. it's all a big party because everyone's there for you the way you are well, we're going to share the show notes later. You're totally going to have to get on Alice's. I mean, like, there's like, she has tens of thousands of people sign up for all of her stuff to be around her brilliance and her light and her humor. And I presume some pretty phenomenal techniques about simplifying. So um, for the entrepreneurs that are overwhelmed, skip even motherhood, but or shelf motherhood, but just one of the biggest things I hear women say, and in, in the divine living community, we always talk about queen, like queens don't do overwhelm. Like we don't, we don't even use that word. And I know there's a lot of new people listening right now. So what are some of your tips for getting out of overwhelm? Um, let's start with the business. Yeah. I think focusing on like what is going to move the needle forward and having that vision. Like a lot of people I think are just kind of following the dollar. And of course it's a business, like we need to focus on that, but focusing on it in a, in a, in kind of a lack way. And just like, how can I make this goal? How can I make this happen? And really stepping back and holding vision for like what you want your business to be. And what do you want to mean to people and the people that you're leading? And like, what do you, how do you want it to feel? And then what could you do out of that to convey that feeling and make ass loads of money. Like (laughs) that's what we need to focus on. And so stepping back for that, that takes away like, yeah, like I have lots of courses, you know, that I have stored that are great ideas, but they don't align with that. They're not going to move. Doing all of that. Like how do you stay out of overwhelm? Like going for these big dreams? Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know for me, yeah, for me, when I'm going to do something, because you know how it is, you have the big dream and you have the project and you're like, I'm going for this. And then all these little things start stacking up. Well, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to, and it's crazy. But like, what if you just didn't do all of that? What if it was like in its simplest form? What if you just didn't have a crazy page about it and you just went live and talked about it to the people that follow you and you just let the other stuff go? Or what if you just like made one landing page that you feel really good about and funnel everything there? You don't have to have a billion perfect emails. Just send an email the night before, every night, every night during the launch and about how you feel and just live feel into it. Like what if we didn't have to follow all the strategies and the formulas that everyone else says works for them that works for them because it's theirs. And you just trusted that internal guidance and leaned into that a little bit more and let go of the perfectionism in the lists. So for me, like I'm launching right now. And when I launch, it's very feelings based. Like, I don't know what email I'm going to send tomorrow. I'll write it tonight from my couch. You know, I, I don't have a fancy launch 
formula or anything that I do. Even my webinars are, are uncharacteristic of webinars. And it's just being yourself and showing up and, and talking and sharing what you're excited about with people. I think that and stories is what sells. It's amazing that you're saying this because it's like we women can so overcomplicate when we don't believe that who we are is enough. Yeah. When we think that we have to be someone else and do something that's unnatural to us. And I understand and have so much compassion because we've all been programmed that like these people are worthy of being successful and those people are worthy of fame. And, you know, and then when we're like, wait, but that's not me or you have to have this kind of personality or that kind of look. And, you know, as we're like wobbling around, I know that's just what puts so much pressure on me at the beginning. I was so terrible. I was so broke that I like, had to have a win. And then I was terrified. I, I had this belief that there was a way to get it right. So I was like just under the excruciating pressure of like doing it the way other people were getting success when it was so hard for me because I'm not them and they aren't me and, and they're meant to get success their way. And I didn't know that I could just give myself permission, like mm -hmm. you're talking about so brilliantly right here. Like, feel into it. This is the power of the feminine. It's like, it's not think it, it's feel it, be yourself, have fun, tell a story. And yes, that works. Well, and also when you're reading a book, like think about any of the dozens of books that are written by men about business strategy. And they're so helpful. It's so, it's great ideas. It's great content. But personally, when I'm reading one of those, I don't feel like so excited to jump up and like dive into my next launch. Like I launch all the time. I don't follow the launch rules and you're not supposed to launch more than this. I just launch one. I launch basically every month. I always am launching. I love talking about my stuff. But it doesn't get me excited to do that when I read those strategies. They're boring and they're very masculine and they're very formulaic and I just don't want that. But when I think about every month, but when the month ends, I think about the coming month and I ask like, what feels really good? And it just comes to me. I know exactly what to open up the doors to next. And I just do that. And I talk and about it. Trust that that's going to sell. Yeah. Because it's, it feels good to you. Yeah, because it feels good to me because I'm feeling inspired to do that thing because people in my audience need it. That's why it's the inspiration came to me. It doesn't come from nowhere. Exactly. And it's the enthusiasm that's the most attractive power in the first place. Like all this stuff that we've been taught about, you know, bullet points and like you're talking about the strategy and like it just sucks the life out of it. Enthusiasm. I've seen people talk about stuff that I would never be interested in, but because they're so obsessed, I'm like, well, maybe that would maybe be. I need this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think too, like when you release the pressure from launching or promoting and, and it's fun, you want to do it all the time. And that removes pressure of hitting all the goals and, and making $500,000. And like, that's great. And I, yeah, have goals, reach for them, go get them. And yes to abundance and all of them happening. But it's so much easier to get into the energy of abundance when you're not pressured because you can only launch once, you know, twice a year. And now there's all this pressure on this launch and you did all the formulas and all the emails and they better work. And like, sometimes your open rate just tanks and something's wrong. And my God, like I want to create space and breathing room. And, and this is a business, not a charity. I launch all the time. If you don't want to hear me launch, unfollow me. Yes. And launching is fun. So I enjoy it. And because I launch so often, I don't have a ton of pressure on my launches. If it feels like a bus, I'll just do it again next month. Oh, 
oh, preach, sister. I love it. You know, at the beginning of my career, you know, I really like, I read Think and Grow Rich, like it was the Bible and like followed the formula. You have the goal and the date and this is and the whole thing. And I did it and it worked for me with many, many, I had many financial miracles that way. And as I've evolved, I've seen so many of my clients like basically terrorize themselves, like got to get to my first $10,000 a month. And it's like, and then they don't hit it. And then they feel so disempowered. Like there's something wrong with them that they didn't manifest it. And they thought they were doing all things. I was like, why did you need 10 grand that month? Like, was that even like, and they're like, just like making it up neck up. And I know one of the things that has totally taken my business to the next level is when I make a decision to do something, whatever it is, I'm going to do it until it's manifested. So if there's a certain, if I have a goal to have a certain number of people in a program to impact that many lives or make a certain amount of money or have a particular experience, like whatever it is, like I've taken the pressure off the deadline these days because I know that like with open spaciousness, collaborating with the universe, like it's going to happen no matter what. And I will be relentless about it no matter what. This is not like a passive, like giving up by any stretch. Mm -hmm. I just want to like do a big shout out to all the women out there that might be putting too much pressure on themselves. Just remove the deadline yeah. and you, and, and you keep going after it. What's your best list building strategies? How is it that other than you're just obviously fabulous attraction power, uh, brings in all these people, what recommendations do you have for your best list building strategies? Yeah. To, um, two things. I am a content creating machine. So that's kind of my superpower. And I don't, I know that's not true for everyone, but I think the point is find what that superpower is for you. Like what can you not stop doing? I mean, I have the waterproof notepad in my shower because I cannot stop. It's on Amazon splash pads, something. Oh my gosh. That is something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I cannot stop. Like my, my, my family makes fun of me because I always dismiss myself from dinner to go in the bathroom and be like, voice memo, like, what if we had a child? <laughs> like, I'm always going. And so that's my superpower. So I've tapped into that. So I turn my superpower into little freebies out everywhere, like little opt-ins that are exactly directly related to the content that I was putting out are everywhere. So there's like not just one or two opt-ins that are everywhere, but there's, they're specific to the thing because I can't stop. I can always keep going and the podcast can't be that long. So let's take the other five points and turn it into a PDF. And then, so it's, it's like that. Paid track uh, traffic or organic or where do you put all these? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, everywhere I put it on podcasts. I put it on blog posts. I send it out to my email list and tell them to forward it to a friend. Like I do it on social media everywhere. And I didn't start doing ads until the end of last year. So everything I wow. grew my list to like 200,000 organically, it can be done. Like ads are extra. They're, they're extra pushes. They're, they're not really a big part of my strategy. So, and just show up and, and do fun things. Like the challenges are fun. And I, I know like other people have really crazy, amazing strategies for their challenges. I don't really do that. I just make it super fun. And then I find that I make evangelistic followers from that because it was so fun. They like never want to leave. And I didn't really have a strategy. I just showed up. And then I talked about the paid thing at the end and made a bunch of money. So beautiful. So beautiful. I've been having a blast with them as well. And yeah. it's just no notes, no, I don't even I can't come up with the word, no 
slides. That's what I'm like. Oh, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Just, no, just, just having fun and being in relationship. I think that's the other thing right now too. It's like in these like really bizarre times, like more than ever, we were craving the connection and the intimacy and the just like, can we just have a real conversation? And I find it amazing that online with, you know, thousands and thousands of people, how, what an intimate conversation it actually is, which mm-hmm. is always making it so much more fun as well. Yeah. Allie, this has been so much fun as it always is being around you. You're such a wealth of wisdom. Talk to us a little bit about like um, what's going on in this book and when should we expect that? Yeah, so the book is called A Clutter Like a Mother. It's coming out in August, September of 2021. So I my deadline for the first draft is like tomorrow and I'm not done. So Oh, and you're here. Oh, my goodness, woman. I know what those that I mean, the fact that you have like makeup on and something other than a bathrobe is very impressive to me because I remember book writing. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> well, we are going to let you go. But first, just thank you so much for sharing all of the depth and the soul and the love and the fierceness. I love it all. So let people know where we'll put in the show notes too, but let people know where can they follow you on Instagram? Yeah, I would say Instagram is the best place and most connective, and you can just search Ali Casaza and it'll come right up. Perfect. And subscribe to your podcast. Yes, The Purpose Show. That's a really great place to connect and get all the tips and all the things. Cool. And then what's, what's one of the opt-ins people should check out? If you, it depends on what you need help with because there's like business and home and mom life. But for the main thing to just start simplifying, I would say go get the Clear the Clutter Starter Kit because it's like, that first stepping stone that just will relieve the pressure right away. Awesome. And where do they get that? You can just, I'll give you the link in your show notes. Okay. We'll you do that. the link in your show notes and then it'll be there. Perfect. Allie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, best wishes to you on your book for sure. I can't wait till that comes out and it, you've just been such a blessing. So happy thank to you, have friend. you. Here. Thank you. Yes. Mwah. All right, my love. I hope that you enjoyed this most intimate conversation with Allie. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me and Allie. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were and what you are walking away with, what you got the most out of. And definitely make sure if you haven't already, leave a review for this Divine Living Podcast. It would mean the world to me. All right, my beautiful, I hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life. And if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood, I want to invite you to join me in my global community in the Audacity to be Queen free companion course. This is completely free. And when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, you're going to get meditations. You're going to get videos. You're going to get workbooks. You're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity.